You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Notice again in the latter part of Proverbs uh, 13 and 20, it says, But the companion of fools will be destroyed. Literally, a companion is someone a person shares bread with. Someone a person shares bread with with bread connotes something essential and significant I share with my companion things about my life (laughs) things that are important. Therefore, a companion, in one sense, can be a friend, um, what men call a buddy, or what women may call their girl. You share intimate things with a companion. Things you wouldn't share with anyone else. You allow things that may be hid deep in your heart to come forth when you're in the presence of a companion, a friend. And there's nothing wrong with that if you have the right companion. Nothing wrong with sharing intimate things with someone you can trust. Someone that that you have a solid relationship with that, that you can say without question that the person has not varied. The person is not Okay one day and crazy the next. I mean, if it's somebody like that, go ahead, share. You can, you can share financial stuff with a companion if that person understands the significance of, of tithing and puts it into action. If that person knows how to handle his or her money in a right way, go go ahead and share your financial needs, dreams, and so forth with nothing wrong with that. But contextually, we're talking about a companion of a fool. 
Don't get quiet on me. Some of us, if we would be completely honest, would have to admit that we have been friends with a fool. One of the amazing things in scripture is that there was a woman that had met David for the first time and, and she just flat out told David to say, look, you, you got to ignore my husband uh, as his name is. That's his character. His name is Nabal and he ain't nothing but a fool. I mean, she, she just met David. She had heard about him, but, but she just met him face to face and just came straight out to say he, he was a fool. Say, say to your neighbor, you know whether or not you deal with a fool or not. Can I break it down a little more? You know whether or not you live with a fool or not. You know whether or not you are in ministry with a fool or not. And don't act like there are no fools in the church. And it's sad, but there are fools in the church. There are fools that occupy the pulpit. And, and say to your neighbor, sadly, you have fools in leadership. And you have other fools that will follow that foolish leader. I don't care how foolish a person is, you're going to always have a fool that will connect with that. Have you noticed that? You done been living long enough to where you, you noticed that. True? But... It's not enough just to throw the word fool out um, because I want to make sure we understand completely what the text is saying to us tonight. So I want to take the definitions of a fool from the Bible. Psalm 53. Let's go there. It basically says the same thing as, as Psalm 14 and 1, but I want to go to the 53rd Psalm tonight. For our first definition of, of a fool. Psalm 53 and 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, the heart represents a number of things, but, but tonight I want to focus on choices. The fool has said in his heart are his choices. There is no God. And I want to relate that in an ecclesiastical way or based upon the church. If you as a saint do not give God his tithes and offerings, you choose not to do that based upon 
Psalm 53 and 1, you are a fool. You said in your choices by not giving God his money that God does, that God does not exist. He's not real. He's not going to cause you to reap what you sow. It's no way if you believe in the punishment of God, if you really believe in the punishment of God when it, when it comes to making a vow, when it comes to keeping his commandments and so forth, that you will go against something that he ordered you to do unless you're a fool. Because in your heart, you, you, you have chosen not to believe that God will punish you if you don't do certain things. And, and most folks, when, when, when they rob God and they look at their lives and they say, well, it seemed like, uh, ain't nothing bad happening to me. They, they look at the present not recognizing the mercy of God. God will give you time to get that thing right, but don't think God is crazy. Well, Paul said it another way. He said, God is not mocked. He's not crazy. He, he's not senseless. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Then he went on to say, if you sow unto the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow to the spirit, you shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. And then he says, don't get weary. When it comes to doing the right thing. Don't get real in well doing. So the fool has said there is no God. And, and see a, a fool is disrespectful also based upon Psalm 53 and 1. As we continue looking at it. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt. And have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. That lets you know the fool is disrespectful. Fool does not respect the principles of God. Nor does the fool respect the fivefold ministry of God. A fool does not respect the prophetic word. A fool does not respect men and women of God that are sincerely trying to do the right thing. Not perfect, but sincerely trying to do the right thing. Because the fool does not look at the effort of a God man or God woman as being something good. When a, when a pastor pours forth his heart in, in giving the people of God what God has imputed into his being, the fool does not recognize it as nourishment for his entire being. Fool will only judge the message by certain things. Why? Because the fool is not looking for God to feed him or her. The fool is looking for that which pleases him. Fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But let's go further. 
Let's go to the book of Proverbs. I want to look at a verse I showed you on last night. Proverbs chapter 1. And we want to look at the definition of a fool based upon Proverbs 1 and 7. The latter part of verse 7. Proverbs 1 and 7. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools hate wisdom and instruction. Pastor, you're going to have folks that's going to hate you. You know why? Because what God told you to give sheep equates wisdom. Breaking it down, Jeremiah 3 and 15 said, that God would give the church, the saints, a sheep, pastors according to his heart, that would feed them with knowledge and understanding. And of course, the reception and application of knowledge and understanding equals wisdom. So some saints, and I hope I'm not talking about you, will despise the words of their pastor, get this, that he receives from God. Now some pastors don't seek God so they, say they don't qualify. I'm talking about pastors that seek the face of God for the people of God week in and week out and pour forth wisdom. You still have saints that despise that. A man or woman of God that has been seeking God on your behalf. Making sure that you get a rainbow. Making sure you get what Jesus said you needed. What did he say I needed, Pastor? Well, Matthew 4 and 4, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. His mouth in one sense represents pastors. You cannot despise wisdom, saints of God, if you are a bona fide sheep. If you despise what your pastor gives you, you are a fool. Based upon Proverbs 1 and 7, a fool hates Wisdom and what? And you know a pastor going to give you principles, precepts, and going to tell you that, look, this is what we need to do, saints. We need to, number one, do this. Number two, do this. Number three, do this. Because a pastor is responsible for making sure the saints get wisdom or knowledge and understanding. Standing, But if you despise what your pastor is giving you week in and week out, you're a fool. If it's no problem for you to walk out and go to the lobby and just talk while your rhema is being proclamated... 
you are a fool. If you have no problem just walking around the church while the message is going forward, and it ain't that much to do in no church. While the word is going on, you're a fool. If you can talk through the whole service, you're a fool. And don't leave here just saying, Pastor call folk food tonight. No. Keep it right now. Pastor was basing you being a fool on the word. Because the, a fool despises wisdom and... And see, messages like this have to be preach because we are tired of fools messing up the corporate blessing let me back up I am I want to see everybody blessed but but you have some folks that ain't got so connected to fools that they mess up their own blessings Say to your neighbor, you can't allow fools to mess up your blessing. Now, now, now understand this. A fool, when he or she desires companionship, will look for certain people. Looking for certain traits. Some fools like, like, like to look for folks that are vulnerable. Or easy to persuade. Yeah, I might can get her on my side. Yeah, she go along with it. I'm going to ask if she want to go out for some coffee. Say to your neighbor, even a fool, know how to work a little bit. Then sometimes a fool will look for a person that has experienced church hurt. that she she been hurt like I done been hurt but she still friends with folk I'm, I'm going to try to get up mad at them folk I'm going to call her then a fool will call and say how, how you doing I was just praying for you thinking about you and I just wanted to call that so you ain't never called but now all of a sudden you gone But, but, but see, when, when, when you are upset or hurt, you open yourself up for a fool to come in and, and say some things in order to get you in his or her corner.
And so a fool is going to be looking for folk. Fool be looking around while, while offering time coming up, the, the deacon or somebody else up taking the offering, and the fool know he don't pay no tithes. No, he don't give God his tithes and offering. So, so, so the fool will be looking around, who else? And he'll look like they mad when... You, you can be in a meeting and then, then a fool will, will see who, who upset about something that the leader said in the meeting. And so the fool will try to get on the other person's side. Because the fool wants a connection with somebody that's going to link up with him or her to the point to where it will be hard for that to be broke. Whoever I hook up with, I, I got to make sure I, I, I get a good connection because I, I don't want the pastor to come and preach something that may break our connection. That, that's the reason when, when the pastor preaches certain things right after service, the fool will call his or her companion. God, y'all get quiet on me. Say to your neighbor, some of us haven't been there. You're hiding tonight, but I know I got at least two or three fools in here. Say to your neighbor, walk on a mission. He's trying to break up the fool circle. I'm going to break up the circle of fools if I can. Why? Because we do not want fools to hinder what God is trying to do in the church. Whether the fool is in the pulpit, on the deacon board, on the elders board, or somewhere else, we don't want the fool messing up what God is trying to do. If you agree with me, high five two folks and say, I agree with the preacher. So you better watch yourself. That's a fool looking to see if he can make a connection with you or if she can make a connection with you. And I'm going to tell you something. Folk in the church are not crazy. Folk, folk can look and tell when you're hanging with the wrong person. Now, now the question with some of y'all who know folk hanging with the wrong person, you ain't like your pastor. And when I say that, I'm saying Barry Walker. These pastors have to speak for themselves. Well, what do you mean, preacher? If you recognize that a babe has no business hanging with somebody... That's got one foot in the church and another foot in the club. You need to pull that person aside. I'm not telling you to destroy the fool, but you need to tell the person the truth because the truth, according to John 8, 31 and 32, will free a person. Can't hang with everybody. 
it's not good for a saint to hang with nobody that, that done got mad and left God. You don't hang with nobody like that. You're going, well, they left, but we still friends. You, you, you being foolish. See, if you understand that when a person leaves God, that that person, that that person has taken on another spirit and that spirits can transfer Bottom line, that when they left that spirit that got on them, if you get to hanging with them, that same spirit will get on you. And, and if you say dumb stuff like, well, he can say what he want to, but that's my friend, and I'm still going to hang on my friend, that fool and, and calls you to be his or her companion. When you talk that strong about somebody that not only did God wrong, but did God's church wrong, you are the companion of a fool. Now there are some folks that may leave the church because you had an idiot in the church that messed them up. Y'all didn't like me to say nothing that strong, did you? That was too strong for some of y'all. I'm just telling you the truth. It, it, it's some folk that mess folk up in the church and they leave. I'm not talking about a person like that. I'm talking about somebody that got mad about the tithes. Got mad about the word. Got mad about something that God made clear or plain in the scripture and left the church. They didn't leave the church. They left God because they left something that was according to the word of God. Hold your claps. If you leave with a person like that or if you connect with a person like that, like it or not, you are a companion of a fool. Say to your neighbor, you can't hook up with folk like that. That's too hard. I'm just asking. It don't matter. I'm going to preach this. Listen to this. See, the, the, the reason I'm so adamant about this right here is based upon the latter part of Proverbs 13 and 20. The companions of fools, get this, will be destroyed. Man, fools pull good folk out the church. I mean, good folk. At least they were 40 left. Because you hang with a fool again, you're going to become like that. But, but notice again, the companion of fools will be, get this, destroyed. Say to your neighbor, whatever you do, don't allow a fool to get you killed. To be destroyed is to be killed. 
Now, now a fool can get you literally killed. Don't, don't you know that, 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 that there are good people that get in the car with a fool. The fool do something stupid, have an accident. The good person get killed and the fool walk away. I know a boy that never had did anything that got to hanging with fools. And end up going to prison for 20 years for being associated with a person that did a particular thing. He didn't do anything, but just because of association, ended up getting time. Do you hear me? So you, you, you have to make it your business to find out who you're dealing with. And if you are dealing with somebody that, that does not choose the things of God, you need to sever that relationship. If you're dealing with somebody that's so hard-headed or empty-headed to where can't nobody tell them anything, you need to cut that person loose. Can I break it down? I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care if it's your husband. I don't care if it's your mammy. If somebody is putting your life in jeopardy, you need to make a decision. And it may be a hard decision, but it's better for you to make a hard decision than to lose your life because of a fool. Figuratively, to destroy or to kill simply means to mess somebody up. Do you know a fool will mess you up in the church? God be done elevated you and then you, you mess around and, and start dealing with a fool. And the next thing you know, God brings you down. Why? You're dealing with a fool. God done elevated you. He's blessing you. He's moving for you. He's doing great things in your life. But all of a sudden, you start dealing with somebody that does not have the same mindset you're on. See, when you reach a certain point in God, you should only deal with people on that level or people on a higher level. Yeah, she my girl. We best friend. How you best friend with a son? How you talk about personal stuff with a backslider? That's companionship. Any way you look at it, that's companionship. And sooner or later, this verse is going to happen. The companion of a fool will be destroyed. It's going to happen. Say to your neighbor, this is God's word. In Matthew 24 and 35, Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass. 
but not my word. Isaiah 55 decrees, once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him void. Who is worth you going to hell for? Who is worth you getting your life messed up for? It's tough, ain't it? But you get the point, right? See, it's just like right now. If you mad at me for saying this, you might be the companion of a fool. Now, if you're a fool, I know you're mad. But if you're mad at me for saying this, at saying you need to cut the relationship, you, you are a companion of a fool. I got to ask you something. Have I been Bible so far? All right. There is an alternative when you consider Proverbs 13 and 20. We know that the companion of fools shall be destroyed. But look at the first part of the verse as I, as I get ready to close it. Look at this first part. He who walks with wise men or women. Y'all ought to help me with the last part. If that's talking about you, say to somebody that first part talking about me. And then say, whoo! Good God, that sounded so good. Look at somebody else and say, he who walks with wise men or women will be wise. That's talking about me. Contextually to walk in one sense means to follow. I said to walk in one sense means to follow. Because if you're going to walk with wise men in order to be wise, you're going to have to follow wise man say to your neighbor it it, it ain't nothing wrong with following somebody that's going somewhere hold on that's going to be a blessing to you they're not just going somewhere and you find but they're going somewhere and you're going to end up being blessed just because you're following them where you're going I better break it down a little bit more. It ain't nothing wrong with following somebody that's headed for better if you want some better. You better tell somebody what I said. It ain't nothing wrong with you following somebody that's headed toward better if you want some better. The question is, do you want some better? If you want some better, you know we in a season of better. Just get with the program. Cut that fool loose. 
and get with the program. Now, if I'm going to follow somebody that's wise, personally, I want to make sure that, that the person is wise when it comes to the scripture. I believe without question that God is omniscient. He knows everything. He understands everything. Therefore, he has more wisdom than anybody. So if I'm going to follow a wise person, I want to make sure that that wise person is behind God. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, Paul, who was a wise man, said to the church, follow me. As I follow Christ. That's all he wanted them to do. You, you don't have to follow me uh, going down my little road. But, but if you're you going to follow me and you want something, follow me as I follow. And see, that's what you have to do when it comes to your pastor. Your pastor going down a crooked road. He, you, you don't have to follow him. Even if he begged you to, you don't have to follow him. You can tell them, you got to be out your mind. You think I'm going down that road and you ain't gave me no scripture. A, a legitimate pastor going to understand that. But when you have a pastor that's making it his business week in and week out to give you scripture that bags up the path that he is going down and, and he is showing you plainly that he is following Jesus and you won't hook up with him? There's some foolishness going on. Say to your neighbor, there's some foolishness going on. But if he going down that path, and I'm going to get behind him, walking with him down that path. Now, he, he may hit the better first. But guess what? I'm still walking. I'm still walking. Yeah, I see. I see, Pastor. Yeah. Now, now you can't get to talking crazy. Because you got, you got stupid folk. A foolish folk. See, see, the talk of a fool is this right here. Ain't nobody getting blessed at the church but the pastor. Well, that's the wrong church. That ain't a God church. Because if, if, if ain't but one person getting blessed at a church, God ain't in that. But, but, but a fool will say that because, can I just make it plain? He's stupid. If you follow a wise man or woman as he or she follows Christ, Whatever happens to that person is going to happen to you. I understand something. It may not be to the same degree, but it's going to happen to you. Now, if, if, if I'm giving, if, if you following me, but now, and both of us are giving, but, but the difference is I'm giving abundant and you're not. 
You you can't look and say, man, pastor got that money. He so and so. Wonder why that tight money ain't having. It. Well, wait, wait a minute now. If I'm getting giving abundantly, stick to the scripture. He who sows abundantly is gonna reap what? He who sows is gonna reap how? That that does not mean you're not getting blessed. You're not just getting blessed to the degree. That the pastor is getting blessed. And see, folks are talking, well, that's the only way getting blessed. Look at, look at the cars he drives. Yeah, but look at what he. But don't say he the only one getting blessed. Cause, cause you didn't have a car when you came to the Truth be told, you didn't have a pot to twinkle in nor a yard to throw it out in when you came to the Say to your neighbor, if you follow a wise person, you're going to be wise. And being wise comes with benefits. Preach to somebody, being wise comes with benefits. Now, Now, there are certain types of wisdom that don't come with benefits. You can be, you can be smart, book wise, and still be poor. Woo, good God Almighty. But when you're wise in the things of God, it comes with the God kind of benefits. Woo, good God, there are no benefits like the God kind of benefits. Say to your neighbor, who do you know that can bless you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over? Who do you know that can do that other than God? Who do you know that can do what eyes have not seen and what ears have not heard? Neither have entered into the heart of man other than God. Who do you know that can turn your situation completely around? Who do you know that can reach way down and pull you from the bottom to the top and bless you in ways you have never been blessed before. Say to your neighbor, can't nobody do you like that but Jesus. Woo! You ought to be happy by now. Look at another person and say, can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like that but Jesus. If I'm right, high five three folks and tell them he right about that. That's the reason you got to stay in church. That's the reason you got to make it your business to come to church and get some wisdom so you can receive from God what your eyes have not seen, what your ears have not heard. Are you still listening? All right, sit down. Let's look at some of the benefits and then I'm going to be done. All right. Y'all ready? Let's go to the 10th chapter of Proverbs. 10th chapter of Proverbs. We're going to look at some of the benefits of walking with a wise person. I believe most of us done made up in our mind that we ain't going to let no fool get us killed. No matter how cute he or she is. 
no matter how close you have been to him or her, you, you, you will cut him off or cut her off for uh, the benefits of God. And I'm, am I talking right? And if you still saying, I don't know yet, yo, Lord, you, a transformation may be taking place. You may be going from a companion of a fool to an actual But consider Proverbs 10 and 19. Listen to this. In the multitude of words, sin is not what? But he who restrains his lips is what? A wise person can teach you when to talk and when to hush. And you need a wise person to teach you about speech. Why is that? Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. You, you have to be taught how to use your, your words. You remember that lie they told us coming up, sticks and stones may? But how many know that's a lie? Words will tear you up. How many of you got a whooping by words? Say your neighbor, words will tear you up. Is that right? Let's go further. Let's go to the 12th chapter. And look at the 18th verse. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes what? See, once you start learning how to speak right, you are going to start seeing health. You are going to start seeing well-being. You are going to start experiencing happiness, satisfaction, or triumph. You are going to start experiencing happiness, satisfaction, or triumph. Why? Because you're, you're learning what to say and what not to say. When, when, when the loan officer tells you, it, it, there's no way we can, we can give you this. You, you just can't afford it. You, you'll learn how to just. Because you ain't, you ain't going to do what you did in time. Okay, you're right. I can't afford it. Who is he to tell you you can't afford it if, if you're a Bible person? You know Psalm 24 and 1. The earth is and the fullness what? And it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, to give you his promises. Why is that? Because when it comes to God promising you something, according to 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, all that he promises you is yes and amen, which equate a guarantee. God going to do everything he said. I said, God going to do everything he said. Well, he may be unchanged since then, not according to Malachi 3 and 6. God changes. 
That's the reason it ain't no worse because he don't, he has not changed. And the life giver, Jesus has not changed. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ is saying, yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come. Why? That you may. Every time I quote it, I get happy. Say to your neighbor, Jesus came that I might have some life. And have it more abundant. How you going to stay broke? with a connection with Jesus how you gonna stay broke and Jesus came to give you something and it's not predicated upon what you make or where you work because even the cattle that sits on a thousand hills belongs to God the heart of the king is in his hand and like the rivers of water he turns his heart any which way he desires. You better tell somebody, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Smile when you say it to another person. Can we go further? Let's go to Proverbs 3. I'm getting ready to close it. Proverbs 3. Y'all see it with me? Consider the 35th verse. Now, some of y'all ain't got happy yet. I'm, I'm kind of wondering about you. How many are excited about going down the path of the wise? And you already see the benefits. You know that that's going to help you out when it comes to your what? Your tongue. And that's important because death and life are in the power of the what? But now notice this, Proverbs 3 and 35. The wise shall inherit, help me, the wise shall inherit, help me again, the wise shall inherit what? Now glory in the sense represents the things of God. The wise shall inherit the kabod of God. The heaviness of God. The weighty things of God. That's the reason when God tells you he's going to do something for you. He tells you in a way that's, that's weighty when you consider it. Says things like I'll bless you with so much to wealth. You ain't going to have no room to, to put it. I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you in the country. I'll bless you on the pavement. I'll bless you in the field. Wherever the sole of your feet shall tread, shall walk, I'll bless you. What is he saying? I'm going to make sure you get some of my glory. Glory is more than the Shekinah. It's more than when God just causes the anointing to get on your crown and go to the sole of your feet and destroy every single yoke of bondage as well as empower you to do ministry. The glory of God is when God shows up when you're busted and disgusted and he causes blessings not just to come from the north, south, east, and west, but he causes the blessings to come from seven ways and they consume you good measure, precious down, shake it together, and run it over. 
Say to your neighbor, if you follow wise folk, you won't stay in the poor house. Some of us don't like to hear teaching like that, but it's the truth anyhow. Again, Jesus came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. John went so far as to say in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. How are we going to get there? By following wise people that are going to inherit the glory of God. Say to your neighbor, God wants you to have the kingdom and the things that come with the kingdom. One last scripture. One last scripture. Let's go to the 13th chapter. You ain't got it by now. You're not going to get it. Well, that's just so. Listen to this. Proverbs 13 and 14. The law of the wise. Notice. Is a fountain of life. To turn one away. From the snares of death. Now, now, notice the implication before I deal with the text. The implication is that if you do not follow a wise person, you're going to be snared by death. An enemy is going to get you. In one sense. Because in 1 Corinthians 15, I believe it's the 27th verse, Paul calls death an enemy. An enemy is going to get you. But then death is also connected to sin. For Paul said the wages of sin is death. If you, if, if you don't operate in wisdom, you'll start doing things illegal. Things that are wrong. Things that are evil are contrary to the will of God. That's the reason you have to follow the law. Now notice he calls it the law because, and, and, and it's singular, because it encompasses God's word. A whole lot of principles, but one word, just God's word, but God's word contains a whole lot of laws, precepts, principles, and so forth. And notice again, this first part, very important. Y'all staying with me? The law of the wise is what? A fountain of what? In other words, once, once you start putting these laws into action, a flow is going to start coming forth in your life. 
Once, once you get that flow started in reference to giving and receiving, as long as you keep operating that law, it's not going to stop. Some of us in here, we know it. Since, since you done started giving, God always causes increase to come your way. You, you can get on the tight spot. You don't, you don't start talking crazy like, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, you ain't, you don't talk foolish like that. You know God going to supply your need because you're operating according to His word. And His word says, give and it shall be what? And so a wise person just, just operates in that law and know, well, everything going to work out. Cause see, God, God will allow trials to come. But trials can't stop his word from coming to fruition. God don't always honor his word. Say to your neighbor, I am not going to allow a fool. Now you finish it. Now I'm done. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.